Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I am here with the adorable and most lovely Kayla Gale. (laughs) She is an oil painter from the Canadian prairies. She has two children. She homeschools. She's been painting, oil painting specifically, for about eight, selling for about four to five. And she has successfully been able to turn it into her full-time rice and beans to make it the majority of how she's able to support her family, which is just really amazing and exciting. And I'm so proud of you. And we've been, I'm going to say friends. We've been friends for uh, a couple of years now, and I've been following her on Instagram and she has had just this amazing journey of being open and vulnerable and sharing her life and her ups and her downs and some of them have been really tough and some of them have been really amazing and I love watching you well that's that's (laughs) such a great intro thank you very much (laughs) you are so welcome I'm very happy to be Um, here I'm I'm really happy that we could make it happen yeah okay so I like to start off these calls by generally asking what is this biggest version of the vision that you are trying to create and as we were kind of chatting back and forth in the Instagram DMs she was like I really want to do this but I'm not exactly sure what my biggest vision is yeah when you were filling out the application you said I'm always evolving and I'm always growing and I don't know how to create goals. Like, where do I go? (laughs) I don't know how to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get to the point where you felt like I am growing faster than I can create goals for? Like what goes on in your head? Tell me a little bit more about it. Okay. I am not, I would say not a hard and fast goal person. And I think to answer that question was really hard for me because it forced me to sit down and actually think of a solid place where I want to be. And I've never really done that before. And I know it's kind of encouraged. It's kind of something you're supposed to do. But for me, it's always just been, um, where am I right now? And what do I want to do next? So Mm -hmm. I would do that thing. And I would get there and I'd be like, oh, this is a nice place to be. What do I want to do next? And I'd get there. And I'd do that thing. And I'd be like, oh, I like this. But what do I want to do next? And it was just year after year of exploring a little bit over here and a little bit over there and a little bit this and that. And I didn't have like a direction where I was, I don't think, unless it was subliminal where I was going or what I wanted to do, but I just knew that I couldn't stop. And I was just, I was having so much fun along the way. I was enjoying it so much that it just felt like it was a natural progression of one step after the other. And honestly, I feel like that's a really healthy way to be. It was for me. It was what I needed. I don't know. Like, I know it's encouraged to have a goal, and then you break that goal into achievable steps along the way. But that's just not how it played out for me. And I I think maybe a goal can sometimes be a little threatening for me. Like it's one big picture, whereas I like to just look at just the next thing that I have to do. 
Um, and so that was functional for me. And I don't know if it's functional for everyone, but that's how I got here. Well, that's actually a version of what I teach my clients. Like I no longer subscribe to the let's have a goal and mm-hmm. let's map every step out to get there because you lose all the magic. Yeah. You lose all of the coincidences and the opportunities yeah. and all of that because it's so laser focused in on this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. But at the same time, I do believe in having a North Star. And that's a little bit different (laughs) to me than goal setting. It's more like what I really want is to have a huge community that I am personally involved with and I know that I'm really good at coaching, so I never want to stop coaching. Mm -hmm. And I want to figure out a way to like those kinds of things where it's more like check boxes of how I want it to look rather than a, this is exactly what it will be. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. More of a, a feeling than a checklist. A feeling and a, these are my strengths and I want to use them and this is what lights me up. Yeah. So do you have anything like that? Um, yes and no. I know what I really enjoy doing and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Like when it comes to making money or when it comes to work, if it was all about money, it'd be like, I could flip burgers. I could be a lifeguard at the pool. I could, I mean, there's lots of things that you can do to make money. What I want to do is to paint. I love painting. It is literally the thing that gives me butterflies. It's what I dream about when I sleep at night. I see brush strokes. I I dream in color. Um, And so all I know, like, I don't have this big, I don't think I have this big pull or this big calling. Like you said, what is the biggest version of yourself? It's hard for me to really answer that, but I do know that I want to be painting Uh, more specifically. I really feel like I'm called to paint larger pieces. They just feel natural to me. They flow for me. And I want to do it in a, like a paced, sustainable way. I don't want to be mass mayhem. I would really like to achieve a calm in my studio. And I think every day I'm working towards that just to sort of be content, satisfied, calm, and flow. And that's how I see myself now. Is that like a specific goal? Well, not really. (laughs) I think that is my vision or my biggest version of myself is when I'm in that feeling of being calm, content, large pieces, flowing, just enjoying what I do. Well, you kind of exactly answered my question. So (laughs) that's good. You're doing doing great. Um, (laughs) As far as. Kind of switch gears and not because it's all the same. But as far as business, marketing, uh, that side of things, is there anything that feels good or feels bad? Or do you not really know? Are you still kind of figuring out all of that? Tell me a little bit about that. 
Marketing does not feel good to me. I don't enjoy it at all. I think it's an art form in itself. And I agree. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's so much an art form. And I just feel, I don't know. I come from this place where I would be making art, whether it's sold or not, you know, Mm -hmm. I, it's just what I do to self-care, feel good, build myself up, um, give myself the reason to be who I am. And so to market it and sell it to someone else feels unnatural to me because it's something that it's kind of, you know, it's kind of just something that I do. And so I have a really hard time with marketing. It feels yucky and sticky and tight and constricted. And so that is something that I've constantly had to battle with. And that's something that I struggle with for sure. Um, that's really interesting because I do not get that from you at all. <laughs> oh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Define marketing. What is marketing to you? Marketing to me is saying, uh, this is who I am. This is what I do. You should buy it. Like to me, that's what marketing is. What is your Instagram account to you? Uh, And I've struggled with that. Is it just a journal of what I create? Is it a part of who I am? Like, do I share personal stuff on there? Do people care about that? I'm not really sure. I try to find a nice balance of like, this is a little bit of me and this is a little bit of what I have for sale. And mm-hmm. I hope that it resonates with someone. I just, I just really hope that it actually means something to someone. And when it does, it's like fireworks and lightning and it's so exciting, but I'm more excited about the connection with the human than I am about, you know, the sales or the marketing or whatever. So can we just reframe it real quick? Yeah. Because you're describing two different things, but they're the same thing. Like you're, you're saying marketing feels hard and icky and like, I'm pushing to get it done. Yes. But then you're also saying when I connect with someone, it's like fireworks and it's beautiful and yeah. lovely and it's connection and it's all those good things that I love. Yeah. But to ask a sale, like, okay, I feel like maybe the end goal is different. So mm-hmm. to ask a sale, you're asking someone for something. You're asking for their money. Of course, you have something to offer. Very, very important. But you're asking for something. Whereas the connection I feel like I can give something to someone like I'm making a connection. It's, it's more about me giving than asking. So what if your selling was about you giving instead of asking? Yeah. And that's a beautiful way to look at it. And that's probably how I should reframe giving. I teach my clients that selling is three things. And I'm going to try to remember them all right now on the spot. (laughs) it's connection connection yes helping okay and the third one informing okay so connection I understand but how am I helping and informing okay so let me see how I can summarize a program really quickly (laughs) Um, so at the beginning you are making people aware you exist, yeah. more of visibility. And then in between visibility and selling, you are nurturing. 
you are making connections, you are getting to know people better, you are asking for recommendations, you are promoting other people, you are just in this space where of a reciprocal relationship where you are giving and receiving at the same time. Okay. Then when someone gets to the point of interest, hey, I kind of like that painting. How do I buy that? Yeah. Then we're at the selling. And then it becomes, how can I help you figure out a way to get what you want? Mm -hmm. You've already informed because they know that you have the painting. So Mm -hmm. that is, that part is already done. Um, And we're still connecting with them. We're not just now, oh, now they want something. So now I get to sell to them. Mm-hmm. and go to this other weird place we stay in the same kind of flow that we've been doing this whole time there's nurturing connecting and like just having real conversations and then the helping part is more like oh that painting I just I love it so much and there's just no way I could afford it so then it's maybe can I help you figure out a payment plan mm-hmm. or maybe it's Um, Well, instead of that, you know, how can we figure out how to make something for you that's a little bit lower price point? Like, it's just that conversation of how do I help you get what you want? Because you told me you wanted it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's marketing. Okay. That's not probably the typical definition of marketing, but I teach relationship plus content marketing. And isn't that connection? Connection. Yeah. Like that's kind of, to me, that's what art is in a way is it elicits a response from someone where you're like, Oh, I feel the same way. Like, Oh, I get, I understand this. I feel this way. And so, yeah, I can understand how marketing art would naturally have to be born from that. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So I teach this thing where art sells because of connection, right? And how are the different ways that people can connect with you? So maybe it's because of you, maybe it's because of the message of the art and what you're sharing about yourself. Maybe it's like actually how it looks and what the subject matter is, but there's all these different ways that people can connect with your art. Right. And so the marketing is just the same thing. Yeah. It's all about connection. If you try to just, I'm going to use air quotes, market my art, and I'm going to write four social media posts, one email, and I'm going to use the right call to action, and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. You're not going to do very well unless you have really large numbers or unless your art is just so spectacularly unique that people can't help but share it like crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that either one of those things can't exist, but that's just not the norm. That's not how most people are going to be successful marketing, selling, sharing art. And maybe that's also not what feels the nicest because right. then you kind of feel car sales mini. Like you kind yes. of feel it's a little more and well, you take that connection out of it, it's basically like numbers. You know? Yeah. Can I sell to you? 
Will right. you, can I say the right thing? Can I convince yeah. you? Bleh. Yeah, gross. And that's gross. Nobody so likes that. Yeah, and that's that's the sticky, yucky part to me. And so that's that's where a reframe, I think, would be really good for me because I don't like that. The idea of having to do that with painting, especially something that's, I don't know, just really from my heart, okay? Yeah. It shouldn't feel sticky like that at the end. That shouldn't be the end of the painting is to, oh, that's gross. So yeah, it should feel like a natural flow going to someone. <laughs> I sold a painting to um, someone that I had worked with. We did an art show in October and I made this linen painting. I brought it to the show and she saw it and she just loved it. And she talked about it. And when that painting sold, I just felt like, the cycle of that artwork was complete because it was like, yes, that belongs with her. It truly belongs in her home. It was nostalgic for her. It put this look on her face when she saw it. And I was like, yes, that's the complete, you know, now it's complete. That's the end of it. And that's to me how it should feel. It should not feel like um, this many dollar bills and, you know. Transactional. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. So. It's the, the cycle of the painting. That's beautiful. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I have a sticky note on my window. It says, sales is just a connection and a conversation. To be perfectly honest, for the longest time, I had the same problem. Like, I don't want to convince. I want people to buy because they want it. And that is it. Um, and once I kind of really adopted that as a fundamental belief, it kind yeah. of, changed everything I just stopped selling and yeah. not I started making more sales but I stopped trying to sell trying to and sell. I just yeah. had a conversation with someone and if they said I want it I said great and if they said I don't want it I said great well, maybe some other time yeah right like, yeah. move on and how's your dog like right. <laughs> if you don't want to buy something from me I'm not going to try to twist your arm try to sell it to you yeah and you know what sometimes they just don't belong with that person. And maybe exactly. that's because maybe there's another person right after that that actually belongs to. And so, yeah, I get where you're coming from there. More of a conversation, definitely. Right. Yeah. We are trying to reframe marketing into be something that is desirable. It's its own art form. It's just an extension of the art, really. It's that same connection that you have it's from the heart it's love it's all these beautiful things that you yeah. already have and we're just trying to turn the switch a little bit yeah um you also said calm flow which I think would definitely come along with adopting that new belief and you also said large-scale pieces oh yeah oh. you want to dig into that for a second Oh yeah, that is so, okay. That just feels so freeing to me. So I feel like it is going to school and doing a math exam <laughs> to, to work small. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, this doesn't yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, okay. So maybe it's like learning the Foxtrot. Like there's an art to it and it's beautiful, but it's very step-by-step -step. when I work small, it feels constricted, mm -hmm. but when I work big and I have this big six foot canvas right now, I'm working on a 10 foot tapestry. It's like, 
going to a friend's barn dance and just kicking your shoes off and dancing. Like it's just so much different and it's still artful and it still takes a lot of skill and you still have to, you know, make something come of it, but it just feels so freeing. And I love that. And so I, a couple of months ago, realized this about myself that yes, it is important that I do make small works because that is going to force me into an uncomfortable place and it's going to make me practice and it's going to make me focus. Very important. But I also have to nourish this other side of me where I just get in the flow and it just feels so exciting and so refreshing. And so like breathe, open space, move my arms, move my body. And it becomes like a whole thing. Um, and so I was like, you know what, if that's what I want to be doing, then I guess I better just darn well do it. And I built myself this big studio. I didn't build it, but I cleaned out a place that I can work and painted a big white wall and got myself some huge frames and stretched some huge canvas. And I did it. I painted them. I changed my Instagram profile to say that I'm a painter of large scale pieces and I put them out there and it was crickets for a little while. I won't lie. And I think it's because it was maybe something new for my audience who was used to spending, you know, three to $500. And now I'm like in the thousands of dollars, but it's working. They're selling. And I got a commission for a 10 foot tapestry. And so it's kind of just like, if you're going to do it, do it. And it feels so good because I really do think that's where I belong. I think that's where my heart is. Uh, I realize that's not a calling for everyone. Some people really like working small, but I know what I like. I was like, if you're going to do it, if that's what your calling is, well, then why aren't you there yet? And I just had to get going on that. So, oh, butterflies. I just get goosebumps thinking about it. I love it so much. I think part of the reason was because you didn't like just stick a toe in and get scared and say, yeah, that's not me. (laughs) The way you just described it, you basically jumped into the pool and said, okay, sink or swim. Yep. Basically. And I won't lie. There was a few stressful moments where I said to my husband, that's it. I quit. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to get a job somewhere else and I'm done. And sure enough, ding, went my Squarespace alert. And so yeah, like I know it's sink or swim, and I do think maybe you sink a little bit first. Maybe you sink I think you always sink first. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. I think you get a little bit of once you decide, I think almost always you get this little win and you're like, ooh, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. And then it gets harder. And maybe a little bit even harder after that. And then it starts working. Yeah. It's like, you gotta, you gotta prove you really want it. It's gonna, you'll get a little bit of something, but then. I love that. I love that you have to prove that you want it because I really think that not everyone is called to making art. Okay. I think we're all artists making and selling art. It's not as easy as a lot of people think it is. Well, and that's two whole things too. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to prove, I mean, if there are nights, you got to stay up till three in the morning painting. There are nights where you have to send out tons of emails and you just don't feel like, like it is a lot of really, really hard work and you have to prove that that's where you belong. You have to earn it. And so that's to me, what gives me the confidence. I think that I do belong here because 
I'm not wishy-washy. If I want it, I know I have to work for it. And I'm okay with that. I agree with that. And I just want to say, because we get the message that you have to work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, or you won't get it. And sometimes, sometimes working harder is not necessarily the answer. Sometimes it's taking a step back, breathing, filling your cup, reevaluating. I see this face that you're doing. And also I remember you, but I'm a workaholic. And I get that. I get it. Yeah. And I absolutely am as well. But I have learned that to this day, I have to push myself to do it. But when I take better care of myself and I take the time to say, I liked this, I didn't like that, this worked, like just taking a minute to breathe and look at all the things and go for a walk and all of that. I feel like that's when you can get into this flow, calm, content. And yes, you do have to work and probably even work hard. But if you only work hard, you're going to dig yourself into this hole. I heard a great quote the other day, and I'm so sorry. I don't remember who it was or where I saw it, but the thought stayed with me was that when we rest, we, and she said it in such a beautiful way. I'll never be able to repeat it, but when we rest, we actually make room for our most important work or our best work. Just the way she said it, it was like, if you don't rest, you're going to be working, 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 working. You're going to do all the busy work maybe. Yeah. Okay. But when you do allow yourself to rest and when you take time to notice the small things, like you said, go for a walk or just observe, that's when you're making room, you're opening up space for your best work to come. I call it make room for inspiration, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. Inspiration. There you go. And see, I came in to this like a couple years back when I was just getting started. It was like, you don't wait for inspiration. You make it happen no matter what, you know, like if you really want it, you're not going to just wait for inspiration to just happen to you. You got to make it. Dis- I won't disagree with that. <laughs> but also take a deep breath, Kayla exist. <laughs> I really struggle with that. That is something that I really, really have to work on. Yeah. I do believe that to some degree, and it's not like an on-demand thing, but I do think that you can create more inspiration by that mandatory rest time. And you're like, I am turning off my computer. I really, even if I'm going to turn off my computer, I want to be writing a newsletter in my head. I'm not going to let myself do that either. I am going to turn the switch off and I'm going to go sledding on my hill with my kids because they really want me to. And they've been waiting all day. And almost every time something then magically comes and I don't really have to work that hard for it. It just appears like your reward. Yes. Yes. And when I'm like, I need my reward, I'm going for a walk. Dang it. (laughs) That doesn't work. You have to like surrender and turn off before it will come. So. That is my experience anyway. 
<laughs> you can, can and you can't force it. <laughs> I can so relate to that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could help you with one problem related to making, selling, marketing, getting large, large pieces in general, is there any problem I can help you solve? Well, I mean, you could help me solve a lot of problems. You're kind of brilliant that way. But do you have any suggestions as to where one might reach um, directionally? Like which direction should I go if I'd like to sell more bigger pieces? Um, would it be crazy to turn out of the public sector into maybe design or trades? Okay, here's the thing. There is no wrong answer. The right answer yeah. is the one where you feel the most lit up about it, not the, well, what is the right answer? What should I do? What is the best like what is everybody else doing all of that right but this is why we need that north star moment because maybe the north star does not say specifically interior designer versus storefront but maybe it does say I want to collaborate more or like one of my clients specifically recently said something about how she didn't necessarily want to sell originals because she wanted her art everywhere. So she wanted to go more of the realm of like getting her stuff printed on bags and all of that, where a lot of people will want to do that because they think it would be a good passive source of income. But that was like actually her passion. She wanted to see her art everywhere she went. And I was like, that's really cool. I don't hear that from a lot of people. Yeah, that's kind of neat. But that helped her decide what direction she wanted to go. So like with her, um, at the moment, we are specifically reaching out to companies that can help her do that. So for you, the right answer is not the same as her, obviously, doing completely different things. That was just an example. But a lot of people think, well, I should try to go with designers, storefronts, or like all, all these different things. And again, none of those are wrong. Right. But is there any way that pulls at you a little bit more from the, that sounds more fun perspective? Well, and that's maybe why I'm asking because I have sold, um, I have sold to people that I make this connection with. And that brings me, I mean, there's absolutely no downside to that. There's, it's just a beautiful thing. And you almost form a relationship and it's, it's very, very special, but I've also been approached. And this is, this is again, maybe where that North star moment comes in is I've been approached by people, specifically women who are running their own business, um, opening up their own storefront, running a design company or like interior design or um, this one really inspiring woman in a city nearby is a tradesperson and does kitchens and things like that. Just 
really, really inspiring people that I would be really honored to work with. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, that's exciting because it's not so much about, again, marketing or selling, but it's like, I would really like to work with that person because she inspires me. And I would love to have a place in her store or in her space because I respect her. And I think she's got a good thing going on and it would be like, you know, I'd feel honored. So I think maybe that's maybe where I'm going a little bit more is working with women or I mean, individuals who just have that talent and that eye for good design and can see what pulls the space together is like that perfect piece. You know, that artwork, the mood, the aesthetic. I would love to be a part of that. That'd be an honor. Can I tell you what I heard? <laughs> blah 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 blah. No, 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 not at all. I heard that you don't really care. You just want that connection with someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they are also passionate individuals who have a creative lifestyle, all the better because that's one of your connection points. Right. Yeah. I think that you have a really special gift for connecting with your audience. And I would hate to see you give that up completely yeah. ever, unless like for whatever reason, you just did not want that anymore. That would be different. But there is nothing wrong with saying, I'm going to sell my art. I'm going to complete these pieces cycles. I'm going to give them new homes. I'm going to make new connections. I'm going to grow relationships. I'm going to do all these beautiful things. And this amazing person over here wants to work with me. I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. And you went, once you do that, you may find that your North star shifts a little bit and you just really love that. And you want that to be 75% of your business. 25% is the connection. The thing that I worry about is that with this voice in your head saying something along the lines of, I don't like selling, (laughs) that you would steer one direction because of that voice. Yes. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there because yeah, if someone else could do the selling for me, that's great. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying this a lot with you. And And. (laughs) I, in my soul, believe that if you made it a point to find a way of selling that felt really good for you and aligned and beautiful, that you would fall in love with selling. This is normally the thing that we're the most afraid of that is the one that's gonna put all the pieces together. Right, yeah, 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 I know you're right. So if I told you to avoid it because it would be easier and you wouldn't have to do the thing, I feel like you would miss such a beautiful opportunity in there. Yeah, that's right. And I know that's right because there was one time where I felt just amazing. And that was selling to someone in person rather than via the website. And it was because I could read all their body cues. I could see the look on their face. And I was just like, yes, this is like, I got 
but I got those fireworks because mm-hmm. I knew it was something that they were like so happy to take home and be a part of their space. And that felt good. That felt really good. And I also know that you have a decent sized following on Instagram that you have built and I don't want you to just poof it away because in-person selling feels great. There are different layers like yeah. Zoom or even like voice messaging or like all of those different avenues. It does not have to be just click to buy on my website. Definitely. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that would be great with commissions too. Like a Zoom connection or a face-to-face. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So what are your takeaways? I knew you were going to say that. Um, I think I have to do the reframe. Like you said, I just maybe need to change the direction of my thoughts and my feelings a little bit when it comes to offering my art, Mm. right? Or helping is the word that you said, right? So inside of your, whatever content you're putting out there or whenever you're talking to people, we don't have to offer. We don't even have to offer. We just say, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm doing. Here's the thing I'm excited about. Here's the thing I love. I'm, I'm making this cool thing. You want to hear about it? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is informing. That feels good. To say, would you like to buy my thing? I mean, like maybe there's times in your business where that is a thing where you right. have to do that. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just about informing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Okay. And then following my North star. I think I have a strong intuition. I have a strong gut. My gut knows where it wants to go. I just can't like crowd it with other voices and Mm -hmm. fine tuning where, you know, what feels good to me where I need to go. Easy. What feels the best? And not because it's a uncomfortable moment, but how do I make it feel the best? if it's something that I need to do. Right, yeah. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of rest once in a while. Well, a crow just flew by. That means, yes, they're my yes bird. So, oh, there's another one. You got two crows. See my little crow back there? Nice. Anyway, all right. Can I just say how lovely this was? This was and nice. thank you. Thank you for doing it with me. For sure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And if someone wanted to find you, where would be the best place for them to go? Um, I would love it if people came directly to my website, kaylagale.com, G-A-L-E. Well, or my Instagram, because on my Instagram, then I can chat with you. And so my Instagram is at slow season <laughs> with a dot. Slow dot season. Yeah. Which I feel like is an intention that you set for yourself. That was an intention that I set many years ago when my children were born. I knew I was entering into this new season of life and it had to be a slower one because I had to appreciate it. And every day when I open my Instagram or every day when I go into my studio, I'm like, okay, you have to slow down. I'm not good at it. I'm really bad at that. It's very hard, but it's important. It is. I think you just kind of learn 
you see the proof of, okay, it's better when I'm slow. And then you can remind yourself using that proof later. That's the easier part. I think you begin to trust yourself. Once you start yeah. to do it a little bit, you trust yourself a little bit more with it. It's a lifelong thing. That's okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you're one of those people who wants all the things, be sure that I get your email so that I can send you invitations to free classes, send advice your way, and share details about how you can go deeper with me. Just click on the show notes to sign up.